So um, I think we'll continue with the Mabre. Uh Thank you very much for everybody, and thank you for the organizers. Uh, my name is Emable Tawahirwa. I'm heading the organization named La Benevolencia. Just uh, uh, one anecdote. When I arrived with Bujingo Irene from the airport to our rooms, I was surprised by one thing. Which one? Uh, in the UK, you don't uh, listen to radio because uh, if I, I was in Rwanda, everyone would like this mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, ecouteur everywhere. That means radio has a power in Rwanda, not in the UK. <laughs> uh, my presentation is about uh, how we promote reconciliation through media intervention and the role of research. Just uh, a part of what uh, my colleague from Rwanda said about Rwanda, Rwanda, that small country you know all of you, and uh, we, which uh, with many, many conflict, many uh, human rights uh, violation, uh, mass violence, uh, genocide in 1994, uh, people are still frustrated. And the role of the radio as, uh, was primordial in this genocide. Just to give you an example, a uh, few weeks before the genocide, at Radio RTLM, they sent uh, the senseless people about the Hutu Ten Commandment. And the, the number one of uh, these Ten Commandments, it, it was every Hutu must know that the Tutsi woman, wherever she may be, is working for the Tutsi ethnic cause. In consequence, any Hutu is a traitor who, one, carries a Tutsi wife, two, carries a Tutsi concubine, and uh, the last one, carries the Tutsi secretary. That means this message passed on the radio every day, every time, just to tell to Hutu, go and kill. It was on the radio. And when we talk about the radio in Rwanda, it's not like this here. Radio has power. Uh, we don't have, we have just one television. We, at this uh, period, we had just one, one radio. And, uh, to, and uh, this, uh, the new radio was created just to help this genocide to, to happen. It was RTLM, and everyone has uh, this radio on, uh, you know, they, they listen to this radio, and uh, some government distribute radio for population, just to be in touch with them. Uh, radio offered to Rwanda a dark, obscure, and inimaginable situation, and played a uh, main role to synthesize citizen to participate in mass killings. And now, after this uh, genocide, people were still frustrated. And uh, that is the reason why La Benevolencia, we decided to use the same medium, the radio, to provide some tools to recognize hate speech and manipulation and how to heal with trauma. We still have some uh, many cases of traumatization in uh, my country. Our goal is that citizens become active bystanders 
in their communities and uh, all programs we have are in Kinyarwanda. Just one information uh, for your inform information, uh, more than we are more than 10 million in Rwanda, but even if we are still a uh, small country, but the language we use is the same, Kinyarwanda. We don't know the second language. That means to use radio in Kinyarwanda, we are sure will touch many people. What, what is our work? We broadcast radio drama and uh, discussion education programs in radio and TV in combination with grassroots activities that provide citizens with uh, knowledge on how to resist manipulation to violence and how to heal trauma. Uh, and uh, we try to encourage them to be active bystanders against incitement or collective uh, uh, violence. Our strategy, we created a radio drama called Musekeweya. Musekeweya, which means uh, uh, new, new dawn. New dawn. New dawn. Yeah, Musekeweya. And uh, La Benevolencia has uh, offices in Burundi, Congo, and, uh, and Rwanda. And each country has its soap opera. In Rwanda, we have Musekeweya. In Congo, they have Murikirukuri. Murikirukuri is a watch, watch the, the truth. In, Bur uh, in Burundi, it was watch the truth, Murikirukuri. And in Congo, in Kiswahili, Kumbuka Kesho. Remember, uh, remember tomorrow. And uh, the structure the same. We created this in the, uh, but all content, we took the, the content in this book, the book written by uh, Professor Erwin, Erwin Stab, The Roots of Evo, The Origins of Genocide and Other Group Violence. We took this research and uh, we analyzed the research here and we took some messages and we readapt them in Rwandan context. We put together every, every year in uh, Storyline Workshop we invite some uh, representative of government, some representative of civil society, some representative of uh, NGOs, some journalists, representative of our grassroots everywhere, and then we put together just to, to analyze the socio-political context in Rwanda and uh, to, to, to choose which message could be good for one year. And we cannot just use all the messages because we have 32 messages and we adapt them during the year. And every year we have to put together to say, uh, now something changed, but we need this message more than the other. The process, uh, process of uh, production is uh, long. After this workshop, we have to write with my script writers to write the stories because we have five stories, a humoristic story, a love story, but we have also the story where we pass our messages to touch people is two hills uh, in the story. Now I am talking about the fiction. <laughs> uh, two hills, and uh, when the Rwandans listen this, they, they identify themselves. Two hills can be Hutan Tutsi, uh, Catholic and uh, I don't know, uh, but they, they, they identify, but what we do just to uh, 
not to be in uh, propaganda, we, we have positive and negative characters in both sides. Just let me talk about the impact and the popularity. Uh, we started to broadcast in 2004, and uh, the recent uh, listener survey show that 84% oh, of Rwandans which access to a radio listen regularly to the program. This can be something not possible here, but in Rwanda it's possible. <laughs> uh, and uh, just uh, for your information, two examples of the success of this. In uh, Musambira, is in the east of Rwanda, uh, in Rwanda, there were two. Uh, I was called by a local authority administrator who said we had to talk to the people from two hills who hadn't really spoken since 1994. It was on the phone. I was like this. What happened, man, now I have to go in the jail. Mm. Go, and uh, he said, you have to come and to, to realize ce que vous avez fait. Donc, yeah. mm. the, uh, the villagers said that they, they had been listening to Musekeweya for four years and they, then decided to change. Conflict has... Uh, the road between the two hills, this is not fiction, please, because I will change, uh, change from fiction to reality. <laughs> the road between the hills was not used anymore. The survivors, who were still too afraid, and the perpetrators feared retribution from the families of their victims. Everyone carried the burden of memory. <coughs> what happened? One of the perpetrator family, called Jean-Claude, he had, he had realized that the conflict between two hills in the soap opera resembled his own experience. This led him to bring the people in the village together to expose the issue. He found that in their hearts, the people wanted forgiveness. What happened? He convinced uh, a friend of him, a Tutsi, because he was a Hutu, uh, named Protogen, to socialize uh, the other side to see if they can sit together to discuss. In 2009, the two hills came together in a forgiveness ceremony attended by those local authority who called me. And now the villages are okay because now they try to go to, to practice agriculture for the other family. It was not something from the government. It was not something from the, uh, the churches. It was something because this guy, uh, after listening to Msekeweya, he would like just to he, he identify himself to one of the character, the positive one, and he took this decision. And it was our goal just to, to create some positive bystanders. Another uh, history, a real one, it was in Gisenyi at the border with uh, uh, Congo, uh, Kinshasa. 
there is a rebellious student character in Musekewe. This is the known, and he is rebellious because who, uh, he challenges his teachers, divisionist, lynched his teachers, divisionist attitude, and created a school reconciliation club that led a new harmon harmonious atmosphere in his school. We are in fiction. <laughs> this fiction narrative inspired a secondary school youth to adopt the radio character's name and eventually achieve a similar transformation in his own school. And now when we visited him, the name was changed. Now uh, everyone, the headmaster, the teacher called Kigingi. Kigingi is not his name, it's the name of our character. Because it's the one who put together the young Tutsi, young Hutu, because he would like to be like Kigingi. And now even his parents they told us, our, you know, you see Kigingi, it's, it's changed now. <laughs> <coughs> okay, for the, this grassroots, I talk about grassroots, uh, we'd like them to be active bystanders, to be uh, to act as uh, watchdogs, able to recognize elements of what Prof. Elvin Stab called the continuum of uh, destruction. They have to involve themselves in mediate, mediation and conflict resolution in their respective uh, communities. We have so many examples. Uh, just for conclusion, we took this research. From this research, we analyzed our socio-political conflict. We create this new media program in combination with grassroots by using radio, because the radio is still strong in Rwanda. Today, if you come in Rwanda, I think Phil knows very well, if you visit some prison and you ask for genocide, that those uh, guys who committed genocide, uh, why did you do this? And simply he answered, it was said at the radio, but the radio said, the radio told, it's the radio, 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 radio. If it's not the authority, it's the radio. And we took this medium, this radio, and uh, we created this radio drama with our approach, education and entertainment, we really think La Benevolencia contributes in conflict prevention and the sustainable peace building and the process of reconciliation in Rwanda. We are not alone in this field, but uh, we think we contribute and the uh, people can uh, give some testimonies of this. Thank you very much.